0: I've up in the
1: morning, and the I gets out of order. I don't think I'll ever make it on time. By the time I grab my books and I give myself a look, I'm at the corner just in time to see the bus fly by. It's alright, cause I'm safe by the mail. If the teacher pops a test, I know I'm in a mess, and my dog ate all my homework last night. Riding low in my chair, she won't know that I'm there. If I can hand it in tomorrow, It's all right, cause I'm saved by the bell It's all right,
0: cause I'm saved by the film.
1: hey this is Leah jones and you are listening to the three geeks podcast
2: hello everybody welcome to a two geeks podcast (laughs) it is me and john we are here by ourselves the the group just dropped like flies flies first mike said i can't make it saturday or this sunday and next sunday which is fine and then something came up with max and then justin and scott's house shopping and then dan texted me and said when he found out it was just three of us i'm just gonna watch rick and morty guys so you and John can do this Matt Talk style, and that is yeah. what we plan to do for everybody.
0: That's right. It's just going to be a live episode of Matt Talk.
2: That's it. That's right. That's that's. What, I mean, what else can we do?
0: That's it. That's all we can do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we should not. We should not scare off the viewers right now because they're all like, "Oh shit, never mind. We don't want to watch." Um, <laughs> we are not going to do an episode of Matt Talk. We're not, even though. Are we <laughs> okay, there we are. Go ahead. Play that play that sexy tune.
2: We are running the ship today. There you go. <laughs> I'm just I'm just messing with everybody. We've lost half our viewers already. I'm gonna stop this now. We are not gonna play Matt Talk Matlock all day. If I had more guts, I would Andy Kaufman this thing and we would just watch. Matt talk or Matt lock all day. Me and John reacting to the episodes, which would be great. Cause we really need to get a couple more of these recorded. So we could just watch them on the air with everybody else. Then we could just take our notes and get double the work done. You know what? Let's uh let's just plug it real quick. And then we're done. I swear.
0: I swear on all that is holy. We will not mention it anymore in this episode of the three geeks podcast, but we do have an awesome episode of Matt talk up and ready to be heard. Uh Linda Pearl. Who played the role of Charlene Matlock in the first season? She was so nice. A couple of weeks ago, to sit down and talk to Jason and I, and that is the interview that is up on this episode. Uh, Matt Talk. We have a new one dropping next Monday, as we always drop them on the uh, second and fourth Mondays of the month. So you know, check it out uh, anywhere you find podcasts. You can find Matt Talk, or just simply go over to our good friends over at Anchor and just go to anchor.fm slash Matt Talk. As you see in the upper corner there, M A T T A L K. So, what are we going to discuss first,
2: Jason? We are going to discuss everything. And apparently, NBC just blocked the beginning of our video. What? That was quick. We're still on. They can't take okay. us off the air. We are still on the air. Wow. Wow. They blocked the Save by the Bell intro? Yeah.
0: Woo, yes, man.
2: That's wrong. NBC's on it today. They are. Maybe they are yeah. about producing some good content first. Oh snap. Nah. No, they have some decent stuff. I mean sure I they do. Friends, Seinfeld, I enjoy those. But what do they have? You were now? mentioning wait a minute, you're <laughs> mentioning everything in the bat in the past. That's true. What about I, what about what about the world of Chicago?
0: You know, Chicago PD and Chicago Fire and Chicago Hospital and Chicago Social Worker and Chicago whatever else they have. Garbage collection. I don't know. Seems like there's a Chicago show
2: for every every possible industry or job available on NBC. I then yeah. I I am I am excited about one NBC reboot, but since they decided to flag my intro, I will hold off on us reacting to the trailer a little bit more into the show. That way they can mute another section not so close to the front. Okay. That works. I, that copyright works. strikes, whatever. Sure. They're going sure. to take our monetization, and we don't really make money off of the videos on Facebook or YouTube. So,
0: no, no, but that's okay. They got to do what they got to do. I'm, are you mad at them? I mean, no, they got to do what they got to do.
2: That's right. I'm going to do my show the way I want to do my show. Yeah. And then oh, when they hey. start to play beefy fish tacos from Taco Bell, I can mute them.
0: <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> I. I and Dan own the IP on that particular piece of uh, podcasting goodness. By the way,
2: oh, absolutely! And notice,
0: I wanted—I wanted to duly note it. Even though Dan is watching Rick and Morty, I still offered to give him co-credit for that. You know, I could have been could have been a jerk and been like, "Oh, it's all me." But no, no, no. That's
2: what a nice guy I am. Yeah, Rick and Morty, man. That's that's some good stuff. Have you? Do you watch Rick and Morty?
0: I I do not watch Rick, Rick and Morty. No, sorry.
2: I I, I enjoy it. It's, it's not something I seek out, but when it's on and I'm in the room, I enjoy it. But um, I haven't seen any of the, the latest season at all. I yeah, yeah, I'm not.
0: i like I said, I've seen like two or three episodes, and that's about it. Um, so yeah, that's the only the only experience I had with Rick and Morty. And not that I hate it, not that I love it. I was kind of like, yeah, okay, it's funny, it's got its points, you know. So um, but I think we do have to talk about um One little bit of local media, if we will, Jason. Um, I know normally we have Mike do the eulogies of things, and I'm not even sure this is really necessary to have a eulogy for this little bit of news. But I got to say, I'm saddened because here it is, November 1st, 2020, and there's no more CD1025FM. The decision was made that they're going all digital, Uh, but the actual station will not be broadcast across the airwaves. Uh, And that kind of sucks, man, because I'm a huge CD-1025 fan.
1: Uh,
0: I have been since I moved here, and they were CD-101. Love the station, loved, you know, all the cool bands that they introduced me to, um, you know, and some of the ones that I already knew that I liked hearing on the radio. Um, But unfortunately, um, the FCC, they, they charge a... Crap ton of money for their FCC license, and it became apparent that uh, maybe that was not the best way to spend money. So everything's going to be streaming. I think the uh, the owner of the station, Randy Malloy, stated that in today's you know world of technology, you know you could stream the station on your phone while you're driving to work, or you know some cars can pull it down, you know through whatever apps and whatnot. So they're not gone, but I just think it's going to be weird that we're not going to hear them uh on the regular radio if you will. What are your thoughts?
2: See, I haven't listened to regular radio since Howard Stern left regular radio, so Okay. Okay. So I I occasionally will tune in uh when I'm driving and turn on cuz we got some old school hip hop stations finally in Columbus, so I listen to those maybe. Usually I just sing to myself in the car. Uh yeah, see for me here's the
0: my car's a 2010 Okay, and it's still in great shape, and you know I'm driving that son of a gun till it, till it dies, but it doesn't have all the um, accoutrements, if you will, for technology. Like there literally is like a, a USB port in the dash that is labeled iPod, so you plug in an iPod and it'll work. But if you plug in your phone, it errors out and it won't read the phone. Like it won't read an iPhone, and you would think, well, it's an iPod iPhone, but so for me. Yeah. It, I, I mean, I still was listening to a lot of regular radio, listening to um, a lot of CDs. And over the last couple of years, um, I have a iPad mini. And so what I would do is download podcasts on that. And I bought an auxiliary speaker. So I'll play the podcast like as I'm driving, but it'll be in the passenger seat so I can h- kind of hear it. That's what I got to do because I don't have you know the plug and play method that modern vehicles have. So, but CD 1025 um, man, everybody should go listen to them. CD one two, And just as a side note, I, I do cherish this. This is my, this is one of my, uh, cool, uh, uh mementos of CD one to years ago, they went through the same situation where the license was coming up. Uh, and I think it was like two or $3 million just to get like a four year deal. And like, it was like, they tried to get like a lifetime license and it, it was like, I don't know, like eight or 9 million and they tried to raise money and they got enough for four years and, you know, but I donated because I love CD 1025 and I'll, I'll keep listening. It's just my listening habits are going to be a little bit different because I'm probably going to listen more here in the office. You know what I mean? For the time being until maybe I get a new car and then I can stream it and whatnot.
2: Uh, that, yeah, that sucks. But in um, more tragic news, unfortunately, I really wish we had Mike here today to do this. Uh, we lost a legend in Hollywood. Sean Connery passed away at the age of 90. Man, I, I mean, I don't know what there is to say about Sean Connery that not everybody else is saying right now. Not only was he Bond, but for me, my first experience with Sean Connery was in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I absolutely mm-hmm. love that movie. That is my second favorite Indiana Jones movie next to Temple of Doom, but in my opinion, it's the better actual film. And I think the relationship between Sean Connery and Harrison Ford was absolutely amazing Great. great. Uh,
0: yeah, my, my first experience with him was in, uh, I can't remember what Bond film it was, but James Bond, that's who, how I was introduced to him. And, uh, but I also agree, like I think a close second Dr. Jones, yes, in in uh last crusade, fantastic performance. I mean, the dude's done it all. Um you know, I will say this as a personal side note. Um one time my stepfather, my mom went to New York City for a little like vacation and they happened to be in the same restaurant as Sean Connery. And uh my mother did not have a very high opinion of him after being in that restaurant because he was a little bit uh tipsy and he was a little bit loud and a little bit obnoxious and a little bit arrogant. My mom was kind of a little bit put off by that. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, okay, well, you know, okay. So my mom, not a fan anymore, but me still a
2: fan. Okay. I um I just recently watched The Hunt for an October as well. And- oh yeah. I've never seen that. Uh, That was great.
0: I've seen bits and pieces of it. I've never watched it all the way through.
2: Yeah, but uh, Sean Connery, you will be missed. I'm sorry that League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was your final picture, but um, you left behind a vast legacy that that doesn't even matter. So I hope you get to rest in peace now. And he lived a long life. The man lived a long life. He retired on his terms and – yeah, rest in peace and from all mm-hmm. of us on the week's podcast. I know I speak for everybody else. It's tragic. Uh, if you guys are watching live, please, in the comments, leave your favorite Sean Connery films or some of your best memories of him, You know, whether it's at award shows or movies. Just let us know. We will read them on air, discuss them. But um, moving on. Well, wait, wait. Even if you want to share some memories about CD1025, hell, do that. Throw them in the comments, too. Throw anything in the comments. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Give us some topics. Just two idiots (laughs) on a microphone. We want to talk to you all day, every day here in Columbus, Ohio, where I found out Family Ties takes place.
0: Yeah. You didn't know that.
2: I did not know that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know know the the story. behind. You know what the story? The story that I was told about that is that, um, you know, Columbus, Ohio, for many, many years was like where. Uh, various different like companies and industries and whatnot would always try out products because it was your prototypical Midwestern town. So like if, if McDonald's had some new dish, they'd try it here in Columbus or whatnot. And that's why the creators of the show kind of picked that as like, Oh, it's the Midwestern town. You know, it's the, 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 the the epitome of a Midwestern town. We're going to put it, uh, put that in the, uh, in the, the setting of the show. So yeah, you didn't know that. I did not. Yeah, you know who else is from Columbus, Ohio? Who's that? In the in the fictitious world, if you're a GI Joe Mark, if you're a GI Joe fan like I am, then you'll know Grunt. That's right, the infantry troll soldier from Columbus, Ohio.
2: That's awesome. I uh, <laughs> the other day I'm flipping through YouTube, and I stumble across this uh, network of animated shows. Like they have uh-huh. got all of the old 80s, 90s GI Joe. Oh. Uh, Kid and Plays, that wrestling animated series you like so much. Oh, you mean Hulk
0: Hogan's Rock and Wrestling?
2: Yeah. You can't do this on television. Do you remember You Can't Do This on Television? I do. I do. I remember it. They used to come out of the lockers and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then there was a show with a mannequin that would come to life. And for years, I thought I made up that show as a kid. Like, maybe I dreamt it. It's on there. Like, I was shocked to see that show.
0: I don't know what that show would be.
2: I will look it up right now. But uh okay. yeah, no, I was completely I wish I had the the YouTube channel's name to promote it. I will tweet it out later, but uh definitely, okay. definitely awesome to find that. While you look that up, I think it's time for another hot take from me.
0: Are you ready for a hot take from me? Sure. Okay. Well, this maybe maybe this is a little lukewarm. Uh last night I just really wasn't quite sure what to watch uh cuz i had watched uh last night borat 2 uh which it's not bad um i, I think it, it kind of like it kind of peters out it kind of dwindles a little bit towards the end it just kind of it reaches an apex and then eh, you know but overall it was good um i think the thing that made me the most shocked is it's been 14 years since borat the first one and i'm like holy cow i can't believe it's been 14 years but um, after that, I decided, well, let, let you know, uh, let's watch another movie here and, um, watched Lady Bird.
2: Okay. If you
0: remember that got a lot of reviews, I know Mike McGee loved Lady Bird. If I remember correctly, I didn't get it. I mean, I didn't hate it, but I'm like, uh, I don't really see what's so great about this movie. I don't uh, know.
2: It's a slice of life. You get a little, piece Did,
0: you, you book. saw it.
2: Yeah, yeah, I liked it. You liked it, okay? I, I just kind of was like, eh. Yeah, kinda- of slice of life films that the Oscars and you know award shows like, where you literally just get a window into this person's life for so long and then it closes.
0: Yeah, just I don't know. It didn't do anything for me. So that that's a lukewarm take. It's not a hot take. It's a lukewarm take for me. That Coming I just was like,
2: we geeks podcast this month. We're gonna do top five hot takes.
0: Okay. I think I've shared a few of mine already, so, I mean.
2: (laughs) And in the second hour, I kind of buried the lead. We have uh, Mike from the Sonar Network joining us to talk about podcasting and, you know, favorite podcasts, what we all listen to, what got us into podcasting, influences, and so forth. We might tackle that a little bit prior, but uh, that will be where the bulk of that conversation will take place.
0: Well, let's let's talk about Quibi because you wanted to talk about Quibi, and we we talked about unfortunately, you know, various different media outlets having some troubles and whatnot. Quibi, uh, not immune to having some problems. So, Jason, what do you think about them closing up shop?
2: See, I don't know anybody that has Quibi. Nah, no, same here. I'm like, who? <laughs> I literally just downloaded the app on my phone the day before that it was announced that it was closed. Because there's a couple things on there I'm curious about because I really like Anna Kendrick. She has a show that I want to check out. And there's a remake of The Fugitive on there that I wanted to check out with Kiefer Sutherland in the Tommy Lee Jones role. Okay. And Yeah, I wanted to watch them. I guess I got three weeks before it shuts down. But I wonder now if I can still get a free trial or sign up. (laughs) So I can watch a few hours worth of programming that I want to see. They may just go, screw it, give it free. Who cares? We're closing up shop um You know, companies will buy them. You what? What you say? I wonder if other companies will buy the shows.
0: I don't know. It just seemed to me like it was a bad premise. Like, oh, here's these shows that you can
2: watch in ten minute clips. I'm like, I don't. That's a YouTube thing, man. That's something that YouTube should jump on because yeah, that's their whole thing is short form content.
0: Yeah, that's I don't know. know. It wasn't. It wasn't going to be my cup of tea. And I also kind of was like, I I know you you like Anna Kendrick, but I thought that that. First of all, I felt like that show she was in was a ripoff of a YouTube show from years ago, uh, which I believe was called like Rob Buys a Sex Doll. Um, Oh, no, no. It was like Rob Buys a Sex Robot. And it was really, really good. I don't know if it's still on YouTube or not, but it was awesome. And he had some mediocre, like mid-level, like famous names that were on it. It was all about this guy who like talked to his wife and he was, he was like, if, uh, if, uh, if they ever have sex robots, can I get one? And she was like, yeah, whatever. And then it was like four years later. And there's like this big giant box at the door. And, uh, (laughs) and, uh, lo and behold, they made sex robots. And then it was all the, the, like the, you know, the uh, the the wife and the husband getting like mad, you know, at each other because you said I could have one. She's like, I don't want you to have one. I didn't think they were gonna make one. And then by the way, Rob never actually has sex with the robot. That's the that's the catch. Like everybody else does, not him. I think that was the name of it. But I digress because the Anna Kendrick uh show on Quibi kind of looked very similar. And I also I'm not a fan of Anna
2: Kendrick, so I am. I, I love her. I'm sorry. I'm not, I don't get it. I don't know why, but I do. I love everything she's in. But she was in something really good recently. I watched it. And I can't remember. Uh, uh, Simple Favor. Did you see that?
0: No, I heard that that was really good.
2: That is really good. Really good. Okay. It's uh, directed by the uh, Fee, Paul Feig. Oh, okay. It does not feel like a to- uh, Paul Feig movie at all. Yeah, mm. no, it's really good. I think it won Best Adapted Screenplay. I read the book, too, and they pretty much the same, so you can watch the movie without having to read the book. The ending's where they kind of divvy, and the ending in the movie, I think, is better. Cool. Cool. That's a hot take, maybe. (laughs) I keep getting alerts that we got uh, Facebook. Like, everybody in our Facebook chat for Three Geeks is suddenly, like, none of them are available to do the cast with us, but they are all available to let me know that we got that NBC strike, but we're still live. That's right. can't take us That's down. Nice. Worst case scenario, no. the video at the end is taken off. I'll just re-edit it and put it up. No, we'll harm, fight no you, NBC. We will fight you, unless you write us a check. Then we won't. We will not fight you, NBC. You've given me a lot of good entertainment over the years. <laughs> Speaking of NBC and entertainment, they've given me, I, and this kind of goes into our future conversation. But um, you know, before we met Steve, our mutual friend, we uh, we had a cool, a lot of cool things that would happen on the podcast, but they yeah. would not be as consistent. Like you right. know, I got to go to um, Saudi Arabia. We had Tom Thomas Nicholas became a, fa- a friend of the show, and we've met in celebrities. I was slowly getting into the rhythm of getting in touch with agents and so forth. Then we met Steve Joyner. and if you guys are looking for a publicist, hit me up. I'll send you guys his information. He is a great guy. Thanks mm-hmm. nice working mm-hmm. with the podcast. I highly mm-hmm. recommend you reach out to him. But thanks to Steve, I can honestly say that I have a friend in Larry Hankin. This guy from Friends is somebody that I have been a fan of since I was young. He was on Home Improvement. He showed up as a creepy guy that all the kids were afraid of because he thinks that you know he used to live there and they killed his family or something. I don't remember. And um, but he was in Breaking Bad. He's been in literally you name a TV show, he's he's been on an episode. I am blessed to have Larry's phone number. So after he sent me an autographed photo, I gave him a call yesterday and even the phone conversations with this man are just like his characters on the shows. Like Larry it's like, what kind of life am I living now that I, I could say I'm friends with Larry Hankin. Yeah.
0: Larry's a great dude. He He's, he's funny. He's witty. He's, I mean, he's awesome. There, there's no two, no two ways about it. He's a great dude. And, uh, I also appreciate talking to him too. Uh, and, uh,
2: we were talking to Larry uh, the other day, and I was like, we're trying to come up with a new way for him to come on the show instead of us just interviewing him. And right in right. a few weeks, probably closer to next month, but Larry Hankin is gonna come on and interview us.
0: Yeah, he, I'm looking forward to that.
2: He's gonna be the interviewee or the interviewer, and we're gonna be the interviewees <laughs> with Larry Hankins. Should be a lot of fun. I'm very excited. That
0: should about be. It. That should be. That that's cool. Um Hey, the other thing, real quick, speaking of celebrities, I stumbled across this, a friend of mine sent it. Uh, so, shall we dive into it? Now, we're going to be just a little bit political, folks. So, okay. we, we, you know, but we're going to try to call it down the middle. Okay. There's a Vanity Fair article that struck my mind and st- struck my eye when my buddy sent it to me. Um, it is entitled, the article is called, I'm sorry, how much money did the government spend to find out Guy Fieri? was overcommitted so apparently the government spent 300 million dollars creating some type of master spreadsheet to figure out the political leanings of various different hollywood stars okay um for an example uh apparently according to vanity fair adam levine quote supported obama in the fight for gay rights end quote that's on this spreadsheet um juliana moore quote gun control advocate, end quote. Uh, Robert Downey Jr., quote, not a Trump supporter. Uh, (laughs) um, Army Hammer, there's no notes apparently on the spreadsheet other than he was arrested in 2011 for marijuana possession. So, but the the funniest part, the kicker is that apparently when it came to Guy Fieri, the only note is, quote, overcommitted. So... I don't know about you, Jason, but don't you think it's pretty easy to figure out what Hollywood stars are, I don't know, overcommitted or not, just by, I don't know, paying attention to what they are doing? You don't need to spend $300 million to figure that out, right? Right. You just go to the internet and go, what projects is Guy Fieri doing? Oh, what do you know? He's hosting three shows. He's got a restaurant, multiple restaurants. Simple. You didn't need to spend a
2: dime. Just use Google. And meanwhile, we got Randy Cray just running all over the place. Well, back in Twitter. Yeah. Well, and apparently
0: his brother was also on that list, uh, according to the vanity fair article, but he was, he was more of a um, uh, supporter of uh, more Republican, uh, I guess, platforms and whatnot. But yeah, I don't know. Like, Look, I think you would agree with me if we could just get an eighth of three hundred million dollars. An eighth—I don't even know what that would be, right? But I'm—I'm thinking an eighth is a very small fraction, right? Right? Yeah. An eighth of three hundred million dollars. Do you know how life-changing that would be? Are you doing the math right now? Because I no. No, okay. I thought you were doing the math. Tell me what is it? What is an eighth of three hundred million dollars? Because I don't even know. I just anticipate then it would probably be enough money that would change my life and your life forever.
2: Well, thanks to Daylight Savings Time, I've been up since 4 a.m., so math is not something that I'm excited about. (laughs) I usually wake up at 5. I woke up at 4 today, and I'm like, oh, what is happening? And then I remembered what happened, and then I managed to go back to sleep for an hour and wake up at the real five.
0: That's okay. I looked at the alarm clock and was like, oh, no, wait, no, never mind. It's not that time. Look at your phone. So anyways well there's my rant about wasting government money I mean or the government wasting money excuse me on stupid things like a spreadsheet just to figure out who likes a political candidate who doesn't like a political candidate
2: Twitter everybody's up there yelling and shouting you can find out everything you need to know on Twitter
0: yeah so did you vote already
2: or no no I'm doing that on Tuesday I' uh, okay we, we're gonna do a three geeks um, political. Thing on the third, but actually, it's not. It's going to be an election day special live, three geeks podcast, no politics. Mm-hmm. Maybe, mm-hmm. like, maybe a 0.01% politics because it might come out, but we are going to lean into the geek more so than we do normally. We're just going to be the most absolutely geeky, nerdy people you could possibly be in a short show because I, it's, none of this stuff is worth fighting over. Like the way people are, you know, carrying on with each other, I, I, it's just disgusting to me, on both. Oh yeah. So I agree. Needs to calm down. So we're gonna offer some counter programming on that day. See who tunes in, wants to get, you know, silly and look at, you know, we got a first uh, still from Jurassic World three right there. That's the kind of stuff you can expect from our political. (laughs) I don't know about you, John, but the budget has gone way down. Yeah. Well, you know
0: what? Um, it is a metaphor for how things are going in the country right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I did vote. I voted via, you know, mail-in ballot. So, and I was one of the ones, cause I'll be honest, I, as soon as I got the ballot, I filled it out and mailed it back. And then like that afternoon, it was like, there are 50,000 ballots in Franklin County that are not. And I'm like, gosh, shit. All right. And, uh, Lo and behold, I got the letter that I did have a bad ball- ballot, so I re-voted, so to speak. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, look, I think that, uh, you know, my own personal opinion is you can't complain about things if you don't vote.
2: You can't. Hey, no. well, we, there has got to be, and sorry, we're going to do this a little bit, but I'm going to not choose sides. I'm going to do this the best I can. There has to be a coming together in this country or this is going to get worse. Oh yeah. We need to work together. Like I was telling my mom and we are not on the same side as far as who we want to vote for, but you know, we, we can talk civilly because that's what you're supposed to do. And I told my mom, I said, it doesn't matter if, if one party doesn't win at all, nothing's going to get done. They're just going to fight and scream and holler because nobody's interested in working together again. And we need to get back to that. But that's okay. a great. Defense.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Uh, totally. Totally agreed. And I think we as people, as citizens, need to start putting more and more pressure on political parties to give us good candidates to vote for. Because we haven't had good candidates to vote for in a few years. And that's why we're in the situation we're in. Yep. Hands down. But
2: anyway, let's get back to uh, being banned from NBC, guys. Let's- I was
0: going to say, are we going to talk about Saved by the Bell, the reboot?
2: Oh, we are.
0: Okay. Okay. I-
2: I am the one person in America right now that is, forget election day. I am looking forward to the day before Thanksgiving when I get to enjoy this masterpiece. Yo, Mama, sorry. Dr.
1: Mama. How do you think this year is going to go for these new students? I'm psyched.
0: You're excited for the first game of school? Why is everybody
2: so rich? Are you ready for my party Saturday night? Did you watch Saved by the Bell, John? Baby to make uh, I
0: didn't. I, I watched it here and there. I never really was an yeah. avid fan of it in attendance will be the governor of california matt's dad you look amazing your hair's fire my
2: dad's also coming i don't care about your dad spencer i just care about zach and kelly we all want these new kids to feel welcome can we talk did you just sit backwards in a chair wow never seen anyone do that in my life
0: it's not gonna work unless we get to know them you only know how bayside works for kids like you hot kids Privileged kid, privileged
2: kids.
0: So you are excited for this. this place is My question is,
2: why? Oh, I'll it explain it magic. after. Hey Max, okay. Nice okay. Your cheese on man. Take a look in your pocket. Does this place ever stop being weird? Uh, one, two, three. The old gang back together again. It's because I think it because it leans into the ridiculousness. <laughs> Well, you go to dinner with me. Woo! Stop eavesdropping. We're not. We're the Bayside Acapella. Group. Yeah. yeah. Ah, Bayside. <laughs> You're the man, Coach. When I grow up, I want to be just like you—a single childless adult with parties with kids. Okay. So. Okay. Reason I'm excited about this is, one, I loved this show growing up, so there's nostalgia there. I even okay. watched the College Years. I loved The College Years just as much as I liked the original show. And one thing Saved by the Bell did in the original was it winked at the audience a lot, and I feel like this reboot is going to be more of the same. Like It's going to be kind of a spoof on what they used to do, which you saw in that trailer a little bit at the end, You know when they would making fun of Slater for hanging out with kids like Mr. Belding used to do in Saved by the Bell, which was – I've gone back and binged Saved by the Bell as a – as an adult, none of that stuff would fly in real life. There's no. No, there's no. No way a principal could hang out and have a slumber party with his children. <laughs> that would not work. That is not good. It's frowned upon at the minimum. <laughs> <laughs> at a minimum. <laughs> um, but it, it looks like I'm like the same.
0: Yeah, I, like I said, I never really got into it. I watched episodes here and there. Yeah. Um, I will I will confess I never (laughs) when I did watch it I really didn't connect with any of the kids because like obviously the four main characters not Screech but you know Jesse and 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 Slater and Zach and Kelly uh I just like to them this is gonna sound awful they were the kids I disliked in high school so I didn't really like want to watch more of that (laughs) you know what I mean and the the screech kid was also like I, there was no middle ground. See, here we go. We're we're kind of bringing it back to politics. You're on two edges. Of the, like the cast was on two at two ends of the spectrum. There's no one in the middle. Where like I felt like if there's a character that was more like me, screech was me.
2: See, I was the and kid trying to fit in.
0: Yeah, I just to me I wasn't the nerdy kid, but I felt like I, yeah, it, there was just I don't know. That's why I didn't dig it. I don't think because I like I didn't really dig. The, the main four because I was like, yeah, those would be same jerkwads or give me a hassle at high school right now.
2: Dude, is what's funny is watching that trailer is I think your voice is going to be heard in that show because you've got the the new kids in the school kind of saying all the things that you're saying right now.
0: Mm-hmm. hmm Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Um, but I will say this I always I always did find uh Lark Voorhees to be a very stunning young lady. She's back. Yeah, yeah, after, that's after good.
2: that trailer came out, people were in Upwork. She wasn't in the trailer, so they leaked a photo of her saying, don't worry, Lisa Turtle's back. The only one not coming back is Dustin Diamond because he's got some problems that he is working on right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's got a, a few issues to work out, if you will. So, um, yeah, but, um, yeah,
2: I mean, it, it, what else is on Peacock, by the way, besides that? I don't know Peacock, of any other uh peacock they just got one of my favorite shows that nobody is watching uh stephen king's mr mercedes that first okay. season is incredible it was on at&t direct tv's network for a while but uh, it, and they got okay. a third season they're working on now but i haven't seen season two now that it's on peacock i'm going to watch it because i don't have direct tv i signed up for a free trial to watch the first season they wouldn't let me have another one so um okay yeah, the first season is incredible
0: okay What else? Anything else noteworthy on on Peacock? I know Um, WWE has a bunch of things that they're sending that way too, like a lot of their documentary shows.
2: It's got a nice classic film library. Like it's got like Universal Monsters are all on there. Ooh. Okay. And some Abbott and Costello movies, which is how I got myself into Abbott and Costello, was finding it on Peacock. Okay. I'm the only one person that I know that has Peacock too. But uh I've well it's really well i've heard that they've had millions of you know subscribers so I'm, I'm i be. i mean i just got it
0: for roku because remember uh i think we talked about this months ago that it was not on uh roku because they were still hammering out a deal so i just got it and i haven't even downloaded it yet so
2: uh mr you know. mr mercedes is not classic stephen king it's not really a horror series it's more of a cop drama okay like the show the outsider that just came out that is related to this series. So, uh, Mr. Mercedes, the first book is a cop series story, and it slowly goes into the supernatural over the three books, now four, actually now five in the series. But um, now that first season and the first um, book is a really good cop story.
0: Okay, cool. cool. It's not like,
2: I'm a fan of James Pattinson, but it's not like uh, James Pattinson, you know, it, it, James Pattinson is a child's book compared to Stephen King writing this kind of a okay. story. So I, I recommend it, and the the actors on the show are great. Bre- uh, Brendan Gleeson, I believe, plays the lead. Oh, okay, that's a big yeah. name. Okay, cool. so yeah, if you guys have Peacock, don't have Peacock, get a free trial. I don't even care if you watch Saved by the Bell, because I'm going to tell you this right now: if you didn't like it before, you're not. I don't think this Saved by the Bell reboot is going to get any new fans. Maybe some younger people, but not the people my age. It's going to be the people that watched it growing up that are curious. Mm-hmm. And I, this show, that show could go completely wrong. But watch P, uh, Mr. Mercedes. I can vouch for the first season. It is incredible. And it stands on its own if you just want to watch the first season. Cool. Before it gets into the more supernatural and weird.
0: So speaking of other TV shows, uh, have you started The
2: Mandalorian Season 2? Yeah. I started it today. I'm glad you asked. Because okay. uh, the Oliphant was in it. oh <gasps> Oh man, I love Timothy Aliphant. I mean, I'm going to avoid spoilers, but um Okay. The mystery of season season 2 looks like this is going to be a mild spoiler for the Mandalorian. It's in the trailers, so I'm not really giving anything away, but there are Boba Fett hints in this first Okay. Episode. So, yeah. I think that's going to be kind of the mystery of this series is Boba Fett and Yoda but, the child, it's not Yoda. I gotta remember that. The child, I'm on a nerdy podcast, I can't call it baby Yoda. The child is incredibly cute in <laughs> this first episode. Oh, okay. good, good,
0: great. I'm and, looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm just gonna wait for another week or so and let him drop a couple of episodes. Like, I like to binge. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. Funny you mentioned about the uh, Timothy Offant. I i think I've shared a couple weeks ago, I started watching Deadwood. Um because I've heard so many great things about Deadwood. Oh, it's really good. You know, it's gritty. It's, you know, it's a Western, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I, I have three more episodes to finish season one. And I got to say, um, it started off really good. And I like Timothy Olyphant, I really do. Justified is one of my favorite television shows of all time. Uh, it starts off great, but like the, these middle episodes just don't go anywhere. And I'm like, this is supposed to be, like, a pinnacle HBO show that everybody raves about. And it just kind of, like, I'm, I'm muddling through these last few episodes where nothing happens. And I'm kind of disappointed, to be honest.
2: I have not seen Deadwood. I've heard a lot of good things about it as well. But to be honest with you, this is going to be something I don't think I've said on here. I've never seen a Western. Closest thing to a Western I've seen is um, Firefly and the Mandalorian. Really? Yeah, I I did go out and buy um for a few dollars this week, so I plan on watching that today after the podcast. But I, I that's a John whole genre of movie that I'm not really familiar with. But I'm going to fix that error very very soon.
0: Okay, I I too um I've I've seen quite a few westerns, but I'm not like big time into the genre. Oh, I take it but... back. I've seen Back to the Future three. <laughs> did you see Wild Wild West? I did. That's a Western.
2: Sorry, I forgot about that movie. I'll
0: use that term loosely. Uh, you've never seen The True Grits? Like the original with John Wayne and then the, the remake with the Coen brothers?
2: No, and I don't know why. I want to see them. Oh, this man.
0: Guy. You need to watch both of them because I, I, they both have really, really good parts about them. Um, you know, I, I I feel like between the two, they should have switched the endings around and it would have been for a perfect movie. But um, – True grit, the Wild Bunch. You got to see the Wild
2: Bunch. That's a great one. Uh, I never seen a John Wayne movie that I know of. Oh, I really? never seen Dirty Harry. So my um, my pre nineties Clint Eastwood is not as strong as it should be as a movie fan.
0: Wow, wow. Uh, two mules for Sister Sarah is a favorite of mine. Um, I I shared uh, the sci- the Cheyenne Social Club is fantastic. I mean Jimmy Stewart, uh, Henry Fonda, Shirley Jones is it's it's got it's got quite a bit of comedy thrown in there, but it works really, really well. Um, yeah, man, you got to get on it, man. Some there's some great westerns out there.
2: Oh, I don't doubt it. I again have every intention of fixing that problem. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I've never seen Avan Costello on some of those old comedies. Like Chaplin was introduced. I introduced myself to that just the end of last year. So I'm catching up to the past.
0: What about Unforgiven? You never saw Unforgiven? Ah, oh, that's a good one too. It's a good one.
2: That's now here.
0: Here's 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 a couple that I've never seen westerns. that I feel like I should. I've never seen High Plains Drifter. Uh, I've never seen um, either of the Young Guns movies. Never seen those um, Tombstone. I've never seen. So wow. there are some there are some westerns even I have glossed over and haven't gotten a chance to watch. But yeah, you definitely need you know, definitely need to check out. Um, Cheyenne Social Club, Wild Bunch. Wild Bunch is really, really good. Yeah, I mean, I've it got, uh, was the it was the Sam Peckinpah movie that really kind of was very controversial when it came out.
2: Yeah, I've got Bruce Lee, Clint Eastwood, and um, John Wayne on my radar to check out because again, Bruce Lee is another one I haven't seen any of his movies. Uh,
0: I've just seen Enter the Dragon is pretty much the other one. No, Enter the Dragon. There's another one that I watched on Tubi this recently. Fist of Fury, yes. They have you. like
2: all twenty-seven Fist of Fury movies on Tubi.
0: Yeah, they do. I love Tubi. I can't. I can't put them over enough.
2: They got all the kickboxer movies too. I'm very excited. They about do. Them. I love they them do. all. Yeah. Who
0: has trained a Basan too? By the way, is that uh? On Voodoo. Is it on Voodoo? Okay. All right. Because I thought I read somewhere where it might go to Shutter first.
2: I I don't know. I mean, okay. I can check. I have Shutter. I'll check later. Well, you know. Okay, but
0: it is definitely on Voodoo. Because I really liked the first one and I'm I was looking forward to the second one. I'm glad it's finally out.
2: So did you binge any movies last night for Halloween?
0: No, I watched Borat 2 and then Ladybird. That was it. Wow, you really
2: just live life on the edge. <laughs> did I you? watched Happy Death Day One and Happy Death Day Two back to Back. I freaking okay. love those movies. The first one is is great. It's a great, great um horror like remake of the uh, Groundhog's Day, but the second one is like just so insane that it's hilarious. I love it, and I I didn't realize that they both have really good high ratings on Rotten Tomatoes, and they absolutely should because it was uh, a good. T- I've seen them all before, but it was a good use of four hours of my life yesterday. <laughs> I yeah, I know. mean, I started too. They start like right after the other.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah, actually, my 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 Halloween was pretty pretty lame, man. I mean, um, you know, not much went on. I mean, it was pretty. I mean, you know, it is what it is. I mean, there wasn't that many people out and about in my neighborhood because I'm sure that you know COVID and whatnot. And you know, it is what it is.
2: Yeah, the second Happy Death Day has a time paradox and dimensions, and oh my god, it's so good. So good. It's the back to the future of horror movies. Uh, I
0: was just going to say so. So it's the back to the future, Q. Q. Brian Lyle's rant
2: about time travel. There's no time travel. Oh, okay. No just time...
0: No wait, time. Wait, what's the difference between time travel and time paradox?
2: Like dimension paradox. Because the day is looping. Just like uh, okay. the day. So I guess Breaking technically down. it's time travel, but you have to die before it to kick in. Okay.
0: All right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um,
2: happy Death Day one and two. They they are both uh two point eight out of three geeks for me. Love them. I'm gonna my finish. I didn't finish two, but I'm gonna finish it as soon as I'm done with this podcast. Well, I mean, due to COVID, both of the Halloween parties I usually go to were canceled this year. I mean,
0: and, and understandable. I'm not I'm not mad at that at all. In fact, you know, probably ought to. You know, the way that here in Ohio things are, you know, just absolutely awful. I mean, we, for those folks that are listening out of state, we have 88 counties in Ohio and, uh, 86 out of the 88 are in like the orange or red, almost purple, uh, rating scale, you know, which of course, you know, orange, orange and red are kind of like, eh, it's not too safe. Purple is the, oh my God, holy shit. Everybody, you know, run for your lives. So yeah, we're not in a good spot right now in the OHIO.
2: Oh. Wait. Are the Buckeyes winning?
0: The Buckeyes are winning.
2: If anybody wants to know if the world is coming to closer to ending than it did last year, the Browns are doing really well in football. That should tell you everything you need to know. <laughs> you know
0: what? I, I, I have a healthy respect for the Browns because you know why? They're they're like no matter how well they do or how poorly they do, their fans are loyal. And I respect that. It's like it's like the Hartford Whalers of hockey, man. Whether they had a great team or the whale was awful, they sold out the Hartford Civic Center, man.
2: guess that's true. I mean, I'm a Dolphins fan, so what can I judge anybody for being a fan of anything? What? How are the Dolphins doing this year? I don't even know. I have no idea. I don't, <laughs> watch, I don't <laughs> watch sports. I'm a Dolphins fan because Dan Marino was an Ace Ventura one. (laughs) That is an honest reason why I follow them. I did watch football when I was younger, but sports to me, it's just, they're not entertaining. I'd rather watch a movie.
0: Oh, see. Okay. See, I like, I like football. Uh, I obviously I'm a hockey nerd, so I love hockey and, you know, we're in that the doldrums right now in between the seasons, Um, you know, uh, and who knows? Who knows if there's going to be another season? I don't know. There's lots of um, conjecture going on about whether the NHL will have a season or how it's going to look or what they're going to do, yada yada yada. Because uh, you know, with Canadian teams and they've shut down the border and they're not looking to open it up anytime soon. You know, how do those teams play? You know, against American teams, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I've
2: fallen asleep at the Columbus Crew Stadium. What? I, did. I was tired. <laughs> Jesus, you obviously weren't in the Nordex section. I was one of twelve people in the stands. This was like a while ago. This is not like any consolation to who they are now or what they are now. But yeah, back in the day when there was like hardly anyone there. At at
0: Moffray or was it was it at OSU Stadium? I don't remember. Because I went to a, I went to a game in Montreal. Uh, in the uh, in Montreal, I went to the game in Montreal. I went to the game uh, that because they played like their first season that night, that season of '96, they played at OSU Stadium. I went to one of those. Nice, because my that was where I was introduced to the the awesome player Stern John, and I'm like, that guy's awesome.
2: His name is Stern, and his last name is John Stern John. That's awesome. So. Yay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm excited for our guest that will be coming up on after the break. I'm currently trying to decide what I want to show for the break. But, uh, John, so that show that I was talking about, about the mannequin, it yeah. was called Today's Special.
0: Today's Special? And it was a cartoon?
2: I don't No, it wasn't a cartoon. But don't you worry, John. Don't you worry. I have a trailer queued up <gasps> so we can check this out together. All right, let's do it. Let's check it out. I was, I, seriously, I was more excited than I ever should have been because I honestly thought I made this show up. Oops. Sorry. Sorry, people. Did anybody else watch this show? Let me know in the comments or email. Well,
1: all
0: now, as it be. It. Why is there a Muppet? Why wouldn't there be a Muppet? This was on PBS, I believe.
2: Oh, Okay here let's, let's i think it was the show that came on before tvs shut down for the night know before, you know back when tv stations <laughs> were actually closed you? for the night it's it's <laughs> yeah
0: okay it's clear the customers have all gone home now
2: I never knew when the show was on, but I, whenever I'd find it, I would watch it. And I'd be so happy. It's Today's so special.
1: special, it's forever new one. Today's
2: special, come join in the fun. With magic everywhere. All right, I think our audience got the gist, but, um, yeah, no, it lasted of...
0: seven seasons. I just looked this up.
2: Yeah, I watched that on PBS. I watched Mr. <laughs> Rogers on PBS. I watched Ghost Rider on PBS. I was probably older than I should have been, but um, yeah, oh man,
0: okay. Uh, Michael,
2: uh, who's gonna be our guest soon, says this was a staple in Canadian kids' programming when he was growing up. And we will chat about this after the break, Michael. Absolutely, I am 100% down for that.
0: All right, I'm going to let you two. That's your wheelhouse. I've never seen this show before in my life. I don't
2: remember anything except for that opening. Like, I don't (laughs) know what the show was about. I might – I'm thinking about resurrecting my Throwback Thursday podcast where I, you know, review older stuff. I'm thinking about resurrecting it because of this channel, man. It's got Happy Days – or it's got Fonzie and the Happy Days gang as one of the animated shows. No Gilligan's Planet, though. If they had Gilligan's Planet, the deal would be done because I've never seen – against planet
0: how about uh how about the star trek cartoon is it in there it's not because it's more more ones that have never been released oh okay so star trek's been released on dvd so okay i got you all right yeah wow
2: it's got got rainbow bright which i used to watch
0: um rainbow bright's not been released on dvd i gotta believe that that would have been huh i thought it would have it would have been already released on dvd
2: Apparently not. So it's called the the channel that I'm referring you guys to. I will put it in the description, in the comment section, but it's P period H period E period space television network. Okay. The name of the YouTube channel. And I'm telling you guys, this thing is amazing here. Let me pull it up real quick on the screen. So you guys can kind of see some of this amazing programming that this YouTube channel has to offer but see they got the kid and play drawers, mask T-box. what yeah mask they got mask oh my god nice like look at this man a killer tomatoes who we just interviewed uh John debello from yeah th- this thing captain is power I remember captain power yeah the Nintendo gang show it's another show I thought I made up they have droids yeah John like here we go this is gonna be better he man uh from 2002. Okay. The Robocop animated series. Uh, yes. Rambo is on here as well. Some Rambo and stuff. the Freedom Fighters? Yes. Yeah, wow. I'm telling you, this, the first sliming of Nickelodeon's Kids' Choice Awards. Like, who doesn't want to see that? This oh, is God. an 80. If you love Saturday morning cartoons, and to anybody that's watching us that might be younger than 30, Saturday morning cartoons were these, just, they <laughs> would put anything on as a Saturday morning cartoon. Like any movie was turned into a cartoon. That I was a big fan of the Adams Family animated show. We should do this one day. Uh, top five. Danger favorite- Mouse. I remember Danger Mouse. Yeah. Wow,
0: dude. Heathcliff.
2: Nice. Yeah. Uh, Count Duckula. I remember watching Count Duckula. I guess they do have some stuff that's out because it's Pee Wee's Playhouse and Inspector <laughs> Gadget. Inspector wow. Gadget is so good. Bobby's world, I
0: remember Bobby's world. Ewoks, yes. Dude, this is this is this is baller. This is yeah. baller. Man oh man. Mask. I By the way,
2: I right real
0: quickly, real quickly I'm going to throw it out there. Uh as a kid, my worst Halloween costume ever was mask. I went as a mask guy, which meant basically I wore black shirt, black pants, black fingerless leather gloves you know that were popular in the 80s and i made like my own like mask out of like a box so i just put a box on my head and it was all black too with like by it was it was it was really it was really shitty i'm just gonna say it didn't hold up well
2: i don't know what to play for the break i guess we'll take a (laughs) short one today and i'll just show the commercials we don't need to watch a clip
0: All right, so we'll be back in uh, about three minutes?
2: About three, yeah, three minutes. All right, Um, then we're we're going to talk. We got Michael joining us from the Sonar Network. Everybody enjoy this quick commercial break.
0: everybody it's john orlando from the pbd cast are you wondering where you can find my podcast well it's real simple just go over to PVDcast.com, the online home of yours truly or it's available through all of those major podcasting platforms just search for it in apple podcasts stitcher radio spotify iHeartRadio app and don't forget that every single monday night at eight o'clock I do a live broadcast of the week's episode of the PVD Cast through the Facebook page. Just go over to Facebook.com and search for at PBDCast and join me every Monday night at 8 p.m. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to get on out of here. So I'll chat at each and every one of you later. Hi, I'm Casper. And I'm Becky Grimlin. And we're the hosts of Don't
2: Fuck With The Original. We are a spoopy horror podcast that pretty much covers everything under the genre. We cover
0: haunted locations, we cover true crime, cryptids, movies, anything you can literally think of. We are all over it. Everything spoopy.
2: On Wednesdays. And why? Wednesdays are for podcast. Thanks, guys.
0: Uh, Jason, what's wrong, man? You seem to be a little bit down in the dumps.
2: I've just been searching the internet all day, trying to find a podcast dedicated to Matlock, and I just, I can't seem to find it. What?
0: Funny you asked, funny you mentioned that. I know of a podcast called Matt Talk, and it takes a look at every single episode of that beloved series and critiques it and reviews it, discusses it, even sometimes pokes fun at it. As a ma- Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We're the hosts of that. Oh yeah!
2: What do you?
0: Yes, of course. Why? I don't understand why you forgot that. But nonetheless, folks, you could check out Matt Talk. We have a great Facebook page. It's at Matt Talk Podcast. You could get the episodes wherever you find podcast episodes, and we make it easy on you, don't we, Jason? Sometimes we we just put we just put the link for Anchor right there in the description of each uh, announcement when an episode comes out, and all you gotta do is click and listen. And Jason. Where can folks get in touch with us if they want to comment, say, on this silly commercial or on any episode of Matt Talk?
2: All you need to do is go to BenMattTalk at gmail.com. You can drop us a line on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. Twitter account coming soon. Uh, Yeah, get in contact with us.
0: There you go. And right now we have uh, eight episodes in the can. we got plenty more coming up, so check it out. We love Matlock. We certainly do, and so with that, we'll see you in the courtroom. Well, not literally, figuratively.
2: Bonjour tout le monde. It's uh, Jesse K. Mancho, and you're listening to the Three Geeks Podcast. We're back. We're joined by Michael from the Sonar Network. How you doing, Michael? Hello. Welcome to the. How's it going, How Michael? Doing? We are doing great. Really? You know, uh, I guess. Oh, I'm just surprised that, you're
1: doing so well, considering the whole world is on fire.
2: <laughs> well, so far, uh, my house is pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, we I should have talked about that, John. But um, anyway, before we get uh, to learn more about Michael. So, John, last week on Three Geeks, they were ripping us for that Matt Talk commercial. I think we should re-record it.
0: <laughs> we we probably do need to, because um, it is it is pretty it is pretty garbage. Let's be honest, it
2: it's, is. <laughs> it's got and I mean, there's all the cheeses. Mm-hmm. But uh, Michael, tell us about yourself. You used to be a podcaster. Now you're in charge of a network, podcasting network.
1: Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, I've been been podcasting a long time, and I I guess you could still say I'm a podcaster in my heart. Um, but my podcast has kind of come to a very slow, uh, fade away, uh, situation. And, uh, just cause I've kind of moved into, uh, um, focusing on running the network and everything as the network was growing, it needed a lot more of my time and attention. So the podcast kind of, we still kind of record here and there, but it's definitely not a regular show. Um, which I, I miss, I miss the the creative side and doing you know, having fun with your friends, but I, I really love uh, just the network and watching it grow and helping to like build a platform for podcasters to share their stories
2: or whatever. No, so, I yeah. can. Totally How many agree with you? Because I've been, I've picked up a lot more. I've been taking on more responsibility with the podcast, trying to do social media, which social media on its own is a full time job. Plus, arranging guests to come on and. You know, running, was, I'm doing four or five interviews a week. Plus, That's 11. all you? You do all that? Yeah, pretty much. What about all the other guys? There's like five guys on this show. There are. <laughs> um, they're, the, they're the talent. <laughs> okay. I'm the one with the organization and I guess you could say business sense. That uh, Yeah, there needs to be uh, someone like that
1: on a show uh, for sure. Um, yeah. So they're um, lucky to have many- you. Make sure they know that. <laughs> they do. I think they do. How many shows do you have on the Sonar Network? I think we launched 30, our 30th show yesterday.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool.
1: Yeah. It was a, so, a, a... Oh, sorry?
0: No, I was going to say, do they they range in topics from, from you know, comedy to sports to everything? Or do you have a particular genre that you kind of stick to?
1: Yeah, we have kind of a, a, a vision or a tone that we uh, stick to. Like when we started the network, it was in... Uh, it was three years ago, I think. So it's relatively relatively new. But we started, it was just like uh, six shows um, in the kind of comedy community here in Toronto, in Canada. Uh, so my show and then five other shows. And, um, and so it was kind of born out of the comedy scene here. Uh, and as we grew, you know, that's the community that we knew and that we were uh, familiar with. So uh, as we grew, it kind of uh, it kind of that kind of emerged as like kind of the general tone of the network. So that, that's always something we're looking for is like, you know, we have a sports show, but it's hosted by comedians. Uh, you know, it's a basketball show, but it's also very funny. Uh, you know, we have other shows, um, but they all kind of have that kind of comedic uh, edge to it in some way. Uh, and that's kind of our, our niche, I guess. Okay, cool.
2: Yeah. Cool. I don't know what that's like running 29 shows. Cause I, can barely do this shows that I do on here, like four shows. Yeah, Even I mean, the ones it's a, not involved with take me, I'll take a lot of work.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a lot of work. And I have help too, definitely. It's not just me, there's other people that, that uh, work as well here uh, that, that work with us and, and help to uh, like support these shows. And also, the supposed shows are a lot of them are very independent too. Um, so you know, we, we obviously help everyone with as far as like you know, in a lot of areas like you know, ads and 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 social media and and that kind of thing. But they're also, you know, and, and we will help with production stuff too if needed. But a lot of the shows are independent and don't need us for a lot. Um, so so yeah, it does definitely that saves us some some headaches.
2: I do I I do want to clarify something I said earlier. Justin and Dan do help me a lot. But um, yeah, a lot know. of the, the back and forth with like the publicists and the other people, that's solely handled by me. And that's a lot of work because you're juggling schedules and then you got to talk to the people after working a 13-hour day at your daytime job. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely. It's definitely a lot of work and people don't understand that, you know, we, a lot of times people think that they hear a podcast and they're like, oh, it's like just friends hanging out and talking. That's easy. But it's like, that is part of it. But then there's also scheduling and recording and editing and social media and like coordinating with like guests and organizing schedules. And it's, you know, to record one episode is, you know, the hour that you spend laughing with your friends is just a small piece of the whole thing.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. But to be fair, I mean, when we first started, we literally just did that. We recorded, laughed with our friends, and then put it on the Internet. And eventually, you know, if you want to grow, you have to take on the, the beast that is social media. I was telling Justin yesterday, I'm like, man, we really should be posting once an hour. And I said, I don't know how to physically make that happen without just doing nothing but sitting in front of my computer and sending out posts
1: yeah i mean I, I i'm famously bad at social media i don't i'm an old guy i'm an old man uh you know i'm trying to understand it but it's just not for me uh and, and it was definitely at a certain point it was like we can't really grow and get taken seriously if we don't have a very active and good social media and like uh you know god bless uh Marianna who came on board and she started doing the social media and now is basically you know running the whole thing with me she's great and uh you know it's it's taken two of us uh, you know at least two of us to to do all the work we need to do uh but yeah you need someone doing social media that knows what they're doing uh, and that's definitely not me so just knowing (laughs) it's good to know what i can't do and to find someone that can
2: i asked my daughter my twelve-year-old daughter. Whenever I need a question answered about social media, because she's got like twenty thousand followers, and I'm sitting here with my happy fifty-one hundred.
1: Your daughter has twenty thousand
2: followers. You should get her to
1: post about your show every once in a while. Yeah, we advantage of that. You pay for you. You give her food. She. The only reason she's alive is because of you. The least she could do is throw you a post <laughs> here and there. I like
2: your thinking. That's a good idea. I I that. But, um, yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, what it takes to get into podcasting and discuss some of our favorite podcasts and just podcasting in general. So for me, um, I was I grew up, I was a huge Stern fan. I really liked um, classic radio. And I think I learned the right lesson from Stern. All the, all the people that came after him that tried to copy him always went for the shock. But the thing that I always pulled from that show was the camaraderie. Like it takes your group of friends or the group that you have with you on the show to make the show good. Not necessarily the shock stuff, but it's just the camaraderie, the being able to talk to your friends and just discuss stuff and really get personal. And that's kind of what I've learned from that. And, you know, throughout the days I've discovered podcasting and I always want initially I wanted to start a political podcast. But then I realized I don't like politics. So then you know, I waited a while. I waited a while. And then I went to a Comic-Con with uh, Max, who's my co-host now, and our friend Amit, who has only been on the podcast a few times. And the three of us went. We were sitting down at a table, we eating dinner, and we just had this awesome conversation. I think it was about Smallville. And um, I'm like, see, you guys, this this is the kind of conversations we could be recording, and people might actually enjoy listening to us. Sure enough, we found out people did enjoy listening to us because, you know, we got a pretty good following. But what was your um, first start with podcasting? Like, what drove you, Michael and John, to get to want to do it?
1: Yeah, similar to yours. So, I mean, definitely I listened to Stern uh, here in Canada. He was like, they broadcast him on sort of a classic rock station here in the mornings. And then there was another morning show, a Canadian morning show to Toronto that I listened to on my drive to work. And I remember like driving every day and this is like 2000, this is like the early days of podcasting before it was, before it was anything, right. Before It was just like a handful of like tech nerds that that, like figured out how to do it. Um, And it was, I was listening to radio every day and I was like getting so frustrated because I love the talk part, but it was so limited. It was like, they'd talk for like five to seven minutes and then they'd play a song and then there'd be like interminable commercials and it was just like, and I just remember getting to the office one day and being like, I heard about this podcast thing. Like, maybe that's more like radio, talk radio, but without all the bullshit. It, can I swear? Yeah, sure. Oh, great. I've, <laughs> I almost, I, have, Michael, I've already swore like four times already for this,
2: this is episode. The cleanest oh, okay, show perfect. Done and it has not been clean, so
1: yeah. <laughs> you're fine. Yeah, great. So, yeah, without all that extra bullshit that I, that I was just like it was just i was sitting in 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 traffic waiting for you know the commercials to end the endless like commercials for cars and like banks and stuff and like yeah and then i just found podcast i remember that day at work i like found it and i found a show I, whatever the, the there was a there's a podcast uh, like list online at that time i think it was called the podcast pickle or something And it was like the top podcasts and there was like a ranking thing. And I just kind of started listening to a few comedy shows and I was just like, yeah, then it was honestly, that was the moment. If you look at my phone right now, because at that time I had an iPod and you know, your music library just transfers from iPod to iPod to your phone, to your phone. If you look at my iPhone right now, it's like music locked in time on a 2005, because that's when I discovered podcasts and was like, I don't need to listen. Why am I listening to music when I can listen to podcasts? So I immediately like connected to it
2: in a big way. Yeah. I like the honest conversation. Bob. So um, AMC movie talk is something that I used to listen to a lot. And that introduced me to the Schmo's no show, which is going to be on my list of favorite podcasts ever. And listening to them, they really captured the, what, you know, the same lessons I had learned from Stern and bringing in the geeky culture. And I'm like, that's, I don't want to copy them, but that's the kind of podcast I want to do. I want to have honest conversations about the stuff that interests me and my friends. And so what about you, John, what pulled you into a podcast about, um, it? and then eventually to the world famous Matt talk. Uh, well, is the story that I've told, um, before. Um,
0: so I, I'm still involved in independent pro wrestling in Ohio. Um, but in 2002, I started, um, being the ring announcer for a a company and then I bounced around and for a while not only was I the ring announcer but I also was the booker uh or part one of the bookers there was multiple uh there were three of us that would kind of create the shows and the matches and everything and for me that gave me a lot of creative like outlet like I really enjoyed doing that um but eventually you know that kind of ran its course and then by that time you know there had been Between the Ropes Radio, which was more of like an internet radio show rather than a podcast. And then right around that time, you know, like Colt Cabana's wrestling podcast started as huge hitting. Yeah. yeah, it started, just started out. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm liking what I hear. And so I just decided one day, you know what? I need an outlet. I'm going to go ahead and do it. And I swear to God, everybody thinks this is a joke, but I swear, on December 12th of 2012, I launched the PVD cast and everyone's like, So you did that on purpose, 12, 12, 12? I'm like, Actually, no, I didn't even realize it until like January. I'm like, Oh shit, I actually started this on 12, 12, 12. Um, and I, I'm DIY. I had no idea what I was doing. I, you oh, know. Yeah.
1: And that's the cool thing about podcasting is, I mean, now it's become more of a, a career for a lot of people, but like in that time, and in the like that new period it was like everyone it was trial by fire it was the wild west everyone was doing everything and mm-hmm. trying things and throwing everything uh, out there to see what works and what people were responding to uh it has a really cool period to be a part of now that it's kind of calmed down into like the kind of industry that it is now
0: yeah yeah, so I mean, and and when I started it, I, I made the decision that I was going to talk about things that I'm passionate about and have people on to talk about those passions with me, whether it's wrestling or movies or hockey or um, comic books, because those are like my four main things, and uh, just started off those first, as I'm sure, Michael, you can, you can attest, and I know Jason can too, those first few episodes are brutal, because <laughs> as you said, you don't know what you're doing, especially in my case, I'm just... Seeing what works, man. Throw it up against the wall and see if it
2: sticks. And um, yeah, some of those, whew, they're rough. I couldn't talk yeah. on a podcast without some kind of alcoholic beverage inside of me. Like I would just freeze up. I was never a public speaker until I started the podcast. That it took me to our first like 20 or 30 shows to get comfortable talking. And now mm-hmm. I can talk to anybody. It doesn't bother me. Yeah. Yeah
1: yeah i mean and that goes with any show if you go if if you find a show that you like and then you go back and listen to their first second episode it's like oh yeah you weren't totally comfortable and confident with the format or the the you know just being just record having your voice recorded you know it there's definitely some like a learning curve there
0: yeah and i i think that um you know, definitely even I'll speak for myself. I still want to get better. There's still things I want to improve on, even though, you know, I've been doing this for what, 256 episodes. I still, you know, still sit down and go, I could have done that better. I need to do this better. I need to fix this. I need to tweak that. Um, you know, and, and I do say that here in Columbus, we have a pretty good podcasting community where guys, you know, are willing to help out. Um, you know, like Jason and I, you know, with our, our side project as well with, with our own uh, main podcast, you know, we What's know other guys.
1: Project? Oh, that's Matt Talk? Yeah, that yeah, is Matt Talk. That oh, okay, is. Nice. It, yeah, I've been hearing a lot about that today. <laughs> it sounds sounds like a big deal. I'm
2: going to have to check it out. <laughs> Matt, Matt Talk started as a goof on the podcast? It did. It started app. on this podcast as a goof. We we would go to cons and it would piss Max, my co-host, off so much because uh, we would ask people at the con, "Have you heard of Matlock?" Because everybody would tell us that nobody under the age of thirty knows what Matlock is. So then John and I, as a joke, back in June, since COVID was starting, we're like, "We'll start a Matlock podcast. Nobody's gonna listen." And holy crap, were we wrong? People yeah. want to talk about Matlock.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the uh, that genre of shows, the the like after show, the 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 episode, there's like tv show rewatch kind of podcast those are huge those are great and finding this niche that's like there's probably not a ton of matlock podcasts out there so it's a small niche but everyone that wants a matlock podcast has come to you right
0: right And, and we we do generally do enjoy the show it's very nostalgic for us to sit down and watch the episodes and get do a review and uh yeah i i was with jason too when he first dropped some of those numbers i'm like wait what how many people listened you like stop this is a joke right and uh, so we're, we're just keep rolling with it, man. We just keep rolling with it. So.
2: Great. Great. Congratulations. I'm glad. it's <laughs> Thank uh, you. I, wouldn't yeah. know. I told John, <laughs> I do a uh, murder. She wrote diagnosis murder. I've never seen any of those shows, but Hey. Oh no, yeah.
1: Yeah. You can, you can just keep this, this train going.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: just transition <laughs> right into diagnosis murder.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs>
2: Keep your grandmas away. Matt talks in town. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember
1: that era of of life when every, like, 60-plus-year-old lady was horny for Matlock? Yeah. <laughs> and it was, like, the joke on every sitcom and, like, everyone was always talking about how every, every you know, middle-aged lady wants to bone the, <laughs> the old lawyer.
2: That was a joke <laughs> on the rest of development, too. They, like, hired Andy Griffith to be in a trailer on set as a, their lawyer, but he wouldn't come out of the trailer until he had something and then he ended up walking away, but he was never actually on the show. No. Um, <laughs> well, and, like, let's. For let's a thousand, he'd wear his white suit, but. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: speaking real quick of TV shows, let's go back before the break because, Michael, I, I need to know about this, uh, this fantastic PBS show. Today's special. Um, yeah, today's Wait, special. Let me tell because-
1: you if you can leave this up on the screen, I can tell you about all these characters. Oh, okay. 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 Um, so first of all, I'm pretty sure this is Canadian. I could be wrong about that, but it was definitely like always on TV here in Canada. I even, I even saw them live once. I remember my parents took me when I was a kid. Um, but this guy's, uh, so the guy on the left here is, so he's Jeff, Jeff or Greg, he's a mannequin. But when he's wearing that hat, he becomes a real boy. And, uh, And um, the magic, you have to to say the magic word when you put his hat hat on. And I believe it was Hocus Pocus Alamogocus. And then he would become a real boy and he could dance around and, and talk and be a real man. But then as soon as his hat falls off, he's a mannequin again. And it was like a department store that was after hours. And then this is Jody here on the right. She works there and she's Jeff's friend. And the bottom is a mouse because I guess this department store is infested by mouse and the mouse's name is muffy and she always talks in rhyme that's her thing and then over here that's the security guard sam crenshaw and he was always in like the security room like with a bunch of tv cameras set up but he would always just miss it you know And he was always like trying to catch jeff without like trying to catch jeff because you know he's a mannequin and he but he's a man and he's walking around the store at night uh but he'd always just miss it um and i believe that, that from my memory that's how this show went, uh, went down and i loved it so much this is like in the 80s i think yeah wow I should check here i want to get confirmation but i'm pretty sure that that show was canadian okay so i'm wow, surprised that looks... that it ended up in your uh, your neck of the woods <laughs>
2: yeah it was on wow.
1: oh look at this many sequences were shot on queen street west and young street i'm like i'm like Queen Street West is like a you know ten minute walk from here, from where I'm standing oh. right now. So it is definitely shot in Toronto. Yeah, cool. Look at that.
0: <laughs> I just again, I've never, I never heard of that. So that that's a uh, that's a new one. Yeah, man, it oh was man.
1: definitely a big one here.
0: Okay. Well, was it PBS was known for doing that? Because I think didn't wasn't the Red Green show a Canadian show that they would? Show, oh yeah, that big they would time. rebroadcast. Big time yeah. Canadian,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that, that being on too. PBS.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting when I hear about stuff like that, like uh, like how Kevin Smith is like a huge Degrassi fan. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, I guess Degrassi made its way into America somehow. It's like very Canadian. Um, mm-hmm. But it's great. It was great. And all these, yeah, all these things were just like staples for us.
2: Yeah, Degrassi was a better version of Saved by the Bell.
1: Oh, way better. Like, Degrassi far, was like melodrama.
2: Quality for a television series. Saved by the bell like,
1: story. Degrassi was, like, not Saved by the Bell, though. Like, there were episodes about, like, you know, uh, you know, uh, creepy... I, I'm trying to think of how to word this, but, you know, creepy people doing creepy things to children. Yeah, or, it better, it was
2: better I think there's an
1: episode... Right. In the last episode, like, someone died of AIDS, and, like, stuff like it was like serious melodrama shit happening in that show it was definitely not the like saccharine like oh no how are we gonna win the wrestling competition this week ac slater we're gonna need mr belding to help us out (laughs) but you know
2: no, a better example would have been beverly hills 90210 i think
1: yeah maybe something like that yeah it was just just very strange it was very strange because it did feel like a kid's show and they're always at school but then sometimes seriously heavy stuff would happen
0: what are uh what are some Canadian
1: television shows that we should check out? We're
0: gonna need this in Europe. Let me tell you,
1: uh, have you heard of Schitt's Creek? Because it just won every Emmy and it was a big deal for us yep. because it's a Canadian show created by Canadians, written by Canadians, starring Canadians, and it's great. Yes, and it just won all the Emmys, like it could have possibly won like last month or whatever. And so it was a big deal. And honestly, it's a great show and the whole cast is amazing and it's just so good. So if you haven't seen that, just definitely that's worth watching in a okay. big way. Yeah. And then, uh, have you heard of today's special? You don't want to check that out. Uh, <laughs> what yeah. about corner gas, corner gas. So you, that's, that's, that's come your way too. corner gas. Yeah. Uh,
0: I'm familiar with it. i you know, I follow cause I'm a hockey nerd. I know a little bit about your beloved country, you know, uh, you know,
1: yeah. uh corner gas trailer park boys i'm a big fan of trailer park boys oh of course uh, trailer park boys definitely made it down there uh oh do you know kenny versus spenny uh,
0: yes.
1: corner gas. uh what was that again kenny versus spenny no uh, i know it made it to the u.s to mtv oh, i'm hearing a an echo
2: yeah but. is there an
0: echo somehow Oh, uh, I'm familiar with it. I, I oh, Jason, that. what are you doing?
2: Sorry, sorry, sorry. We are off Facebook, so I was trying to fix that problem. I apologize. I don't know why that popped up, but we're still good on YouTube. I apologize. Okay. Yeah.
1: I definitely, I would definitely recommend Kenny versus spenny It, it was like it's just a kind of a weird prank show where there's like two friends that live together, and you know they're just like. It would there just be an episode? Each episode would be like who can eat the most meat or something like that, and then, or like who can who can do the biggest fart, and then it's like whole episode (laughs) them like trying to prepare and test their you know test their things. It was it's really funny Canadian show. I think I think Trey Parker and Matt Stone picked it up or something. were involved for a season and brought it to MTV in the US. I think it did kind of have a little bit of a life in the US, but it's great. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Oh, can I say one more great Canadian show? And then we can get right on Um, because it's tied in with the latest podcast we just launched is a a D and D podcast, a D and D actual play podcast uh, with like, um, with like uh, one of the co-hosts is a film composer. So he kind of, he kind of scored their, their play of the, of their, of the adventure in, um, like as if he was scoring a movie with like soundscapes and like big score. Uh, And it's really, really good. The production quality is really high and it's like really fun to listen to. But he also was the co-star of my favorite Canadian show ever, which you need to watch it, but it's maybe hard to find. But there's a show called Nirvana, the band, the show. Do you know about that? I've never heard of that. No, it's... Uh It's so funny and so good, and uh, I was so excited when he came uh, to the network um, because yeah, I was I've always I've been a big fan of that show for a long time, and it's it's very very funny. If you ever catch it, Nirvana the band the show, Nirvana okay. spelled with two ends for copyright reasons,
2: okay. I assume. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. Yeah. So, uh, Michael, what are some of your favorite podcasts to listen to?
1: Oh uh, yeah, it, it comes and goes. The one that I've stuck with the longest is Comedy Bang Bang. Because I've just been listening since the beginning and uh, and I still listen to this day. Uh, so definitely that's one. But if I'm saying, like, what's the best show? Have you guys heard, have you guys listened to Mystery Show? I have not. I have not. It's so good. It's like, unfortunately, I think it had six or seven episodes. It was on Gimlet and it had six or seven episodes. And then it just, I think it was really expensive to produce, and uh, there was kind of, they were working on a second season, but it just kind of never happened. And it's it's one of those shows that everyone wishes, you know, there was more of, and it's just so simple. Like just the host is like trying to solve little mysteries in life uh, that you can't just like Google online, right? And things like, uh, you know, one of them was like, someone found this really elaborate belt buckle when they were a kid and they always had it and they wanted, and it was just like this really cool and elaborate thing. And it seemed like a keepsake that whoever lost it probably really wanted it, like was probably bummed that they lost it. And, uh, so there, she was just like, well, trying to find the original owner and return the belt buckle to him after 30 years, things like that. Oh, okay. Yeah. And just like little things, uh, and it's just, it's just the way it's put together and everything is just so satisfying and great to listen to. It's called mystery show.
2: Okay. Yeah, I googled it. It's on my uh, tab for when this is over to check out because yeah, I like listening to podcasts. It's one of my favorite things to do. My favorite podcast, and I think the so far one of the best ones I've ever listened to was Serial. The first season. Yeah, I, it was for the first time a podcast became must listen to. I I could not stop binging that short show, and at the end of it, you know, nothing really happens. you know, that's super awesome, but. Just the whole story, the journey that she was able to take me on for that ten episodes was just amazing.
1: Yeah, Serial Two. Yeah, it was great. If it's season two, I I loved Serial Two. It was like game changer, and it's what it's what's kind of credited. And I think I agree with it as like for kind of moving podcasting into like another level where like my parents were suddenly like, what's this podcasting thing? Even though I've been doing it for 10 years, you know, <laughs> they're finally like, I should listen to a podcast. And it's like, yeah, that's, you know, it kind of, it kind of changed the game a little bit. Yeah. Oh, geez. Uh,
0: if I, you're asking me, go ahead, sorry. Jason. Sorry.
2: I, was, I was just going to say, I like Serial season three a lot too. Cause what they did was they, set up shop in a Cleveland courtroom and they just told various stories from within the court and kind of showed how the courts work and I thought that was absolutely fascinating. Serial season 2 felt to me rushed like they were trying to push out a second season as fast as they could.
1: Yeah, it didn't it, there was some I mean the problem was they created this formula of true crime episodic serialized uh podcast and then everyone else started doing it too and there's tons of other great ones. And and but in but Instead of doing that again, they decided to do something totally different for season two. And I feel like people just didn't quite connect with it. I'm sure I'm sure it still did great. You know, it's serial. But, you know, they went away from the standard, like, true crime. You know, who did the murder? Let's talk about all the facts to something kind of a different type of story. And I think people just wanted true crime again.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's why I like the three took me back there. But, uh, John, what were what are some of yours?
0: Um, well, I kind of already mentioned them, but I, I do like Park After Dark, which is the uh, Trailer Park Boys um, podcast because it's pretty much just an episode of their show. Um, so I do dig that. Um, it makes me chuckle. Uh, the one that I really kind of would laugh out loud at that, that brought me a lot of enjoyment is My Dad Wrote a Porno. Oh yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. That, that one is fantastic. I just, I mean, I'm can't wait for the next season. Although I think at this point now there's a little bit of luster off of the, uh, the podcast because now, you know, the dad is just writing these, you know, for the next season where like season one and two and three, you're like, Oh, he wrote these so many years ago and they're reading them. But now I'm feeling like now that we've gotten to season four and five, it's like, well, He's just now just pumping out bad ones so that people will have material. and Yeah, that's definitely,
2: I, yeah.
0: Yeah, but I enjoyed that one so, yeah, tremendously. I,
2: when I listen to it, I enjoy, like, Kevin Smith's podcast, Jane and Silent Bob Get Old, and, uh, well, what's now, I think it's called Fat Man Beyond. I like that podcast, too. But yeah, I, I used to a big be a fan of um, Wondery because I like the true crime stuff, and Wondery puts out some amazing podcasts. Yeah. Uh, podcast a lot like Serial. i wouldn't say necessarily it's at the same quality but it's not too far off they are great
1: yeah i just finished listening to uh oh they're doing a dr death season two right now that i'm listening to and dr death was a great true crime really really good really really recommend are they doing a show
2: Yeah, there's going to be a TV series. I watched the TV series on um, Dirty John, John, and I thought that was really well done,
1: too. Yeah, it was good. Both seasons were good. The second season, I don't think, was based on a
2: podcast uh, that I know of.
1: But yeah. Uh, Yeah. Um, Have you guys seen, uh, have you guys listened to um, the Worst Idea of All Time podcast, I think it was called? No. (laughs) I definitely recommend that one, too. It's a few years old, uh, but it's two kind of New Zealand comedians. They decided to just watch uh, uh, Grown Ups 2, the Adam Sandler movie Grown Ups 2, uh, every week for a year. And then they did an episode. There was 52 episodes in the first season, and they just watched the same movie every week. And then they talk about it. And just seeing these two men slowly devolve into (laughs) into madness uh, because they're having to watch it. And they come up with these wild theories that you could only come up with having watched the movie you know like 35 times or something just like the idea of like this character's never seen in daylight or, or whatever like is that what does that <laughs> mean <laughs> things like that it, it's it was really funny and they did a bunch of seasons after that too of different movies i didn't uh keep listening but the first season is definitely solid
2: what which show uh, is this
1: they, it's called the worst idea of all time podcast I, I believe something along those lines um yeah really really funny comedians and really funny, and they're also comedians, so you know it's it's enjoyable to listen to, and they're funny guys.
0: And I, and I will throw out Wondery. You mentioned them. I just started listening to Gladiator, which is like the Aaron Hernandez um, crime podcast, the football player, and uh, it it was really good. It was captivating. I just listened to episode one. I haven't listened to the other because I think there's six episodes for that season, um, but I was real impressed with their production quality and 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 whatnot with that. Yeah, they're yeah. great. When the Tiger
2: mm-hmm. King stuff started, I had already heard the story through Wondery. Yeah, and me too. <laughs> was really talking about it, and I'm like, hey, "This story sounds so familiar." And then it was the same guy. But Wondery also has this podcast called Blood Ties, where um, they have uh, Josh Gad and uh, the lady from the Office, from or from Community. Their names blanking me right now, but that uh,
0: uh, Nicole Brown. No, no, not not that actress. Gillian Jacobs.
2: Music. Yes, thank you. There you and, go. Uh, it's it's acted, it's um an it's oh. a radio drama. It's over like eight episodes, they're on the second season now. That was very captivating and very well written.
1: What's that called? Or oh, blood ties. Yeah, I've seen that advertised. I've never heard it, but that's cool. I'll check that out.
2: Yeah, I, I recommend most of what they do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, Michael, where do you see like podcasting
0: going in the future? If if you can give us your two cents on that idea.
1: My- prediction as, as your as your local uh, your resident futurologist podcast futurologist <laughs> <I'm like> a, <laughs> um yeah it's so the one thing i've noticed is the, the 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 big shift i've seen lately the big one that we've all probably noticed is spotify is making a huge move to be the podcasting people especially mm-hmm. with like you know, $150 million deal with Joe Rogan. And, and there's, you know, behind the scenes, like, you know, you can see that they're really trying to build a platform for podcasting. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting because the way podcasting is now is like so decentralized, right? With like RSS feeds that are hosted all over the internet. And, you know, everyone's just jacking into your RSS feed. Um, No, there's no one that's really like, you know, hosting shows and being like, you know, this is our show, and you can only listen to it here. But Spotify is starting to do that, right. Um, so that's going to be interesting. You know, a few people have tried that and never really worked. But Spotify is the people to do it right. And if, if you're listening to a show on Spotify streaming, then, uh, you know, they can do all kinds of weird stuff. Like, when you're listening to a show, if they cut to an ad break in a the mid roll they also you're on your phone whatever say you're on your phone and you're walking down the street and they can know where you are right so then spotify can be like okay time to serve up an ad okay there's a you know taco bell two blocks away from where this person is give them a taco bell ad you know mm-hmm. uh and i feel like we're gonna start seeing that if i think we kind of are already with spotify but uh but yeah i mean i think we're gonna kind of see these kind of targeted uh ads um and 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 then you can only really do that if you're kind of hosted um and being and like and streaming you know if the episodes are streaming like with service like spotify or something like that i I think yeah does that make sense does that answer your question
0: yeah no no it does it certainly does um yeah i think that that's uh i think that's got some good Aspects to it, and I think it's got some bad aspects to it. It's got some scary
1: aspects and stuff, privacy stuff. And I'm sure, you know, privacy, you can probably turn all this stuff off uh, in the settings somewhere. But uh, also, you know, targeted ads, I I mean, as creepy and weird as they are, I don't know. Sometimes they're good. I don't, uh, it's, you know, sometimes you'll, uh, maybe I want to know that there's a Taco Bell nearby. Maybe I'm hungry. I don't know. Um, But Yeah. It's definitely, there's a creep factor to it that I'm not going <laughs> to deny. To be like, yeah. to get an ad for Taco Bell and like you're standing right by one, there's got to be this, this moment of like,
2: this, this is weird. <laughs> like they're yeah. in my brain right now. Speaking yeah. of Taco Bell, today's podcast is brought to you by... Taco
0: Bell presents its newest entree as seen in the hit movie Showgirls. Nome gobbled them up on
2: screen and now you can get <laughs> The other guys okay. aren't here, so I was allowed to play. <laughs> come,
1: come on! I
0: knew, I can't believe you were pulling that out.
1: <laughs> that Taco Bell logo, th- there's no crack in the Liberty Bell. What's up with that? I thought, doesn't the logo have a crack in it? Probably. Uh, I don't know. That was all you. Fake news. Me. Fake news. That's not a real ad. Don't listen to it. Don't go to Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> well, they definitely did not sponsor Showgirls to remake. <laughs> no. No. Yeah. Maybe, we, maybe we should explain to Michael what that's
0: from so he's not like, what the hell? Uh, we have a
2: team that we've uh really started that's been catching steam it's called remake revolution we've been bringing on celebrities other podcasters and they compete to um pitch a remake of a movie so we give them like uh, last week was the wizard of oz but to make a horror remake so each team would pitch their movie you know four categories actors directors the pitch the marketing And then, you know, the winner gets to brag. So when we did Showgirls, like all of these guys turned into producers in Hollywood. They wrote out scripts. They produced uh, ads. Like we've never had anybody go all out for the show. But for some reason, Showgirls made all of these men work very, very hard to produce a movie. Um, Because we had to sit through Showgirls 1 and take notes.
0: (laughs) And yeah, I still hate myself for that.
1: Yeah, that was a rough movie. I remember when it came out because it was such a big deal because Jesse Spano.
2: Yeah, I was telling it. John that it was like passed around my middle school.
1: Oh yeah, and she was gonna to reveal all of her niblets and everything. And uh, yeah, it was very weird as a kid because that was like she was on the kids show that we all grew up with, and then now she's in this sexy movie. Um, but you know what? It was a career move, and uh, I don't know that it worked out. But look at that, she's coming back. Saved by the Bell remake. She's she's there. Everyone's there. Uh, Dustin Diamond is not, I think. But yeah, um, he's in jail. What about Mister Bell? He's in jail.
2: Okay, yeah, he's definitely not there. Uh, what about <laughs> Mister Belding? Is he coming back? He's got to. They they got to work him in on a oh, cameo. Yeah. He's got to be like working for Zach in the governor's office.
1: <laughs> yeah. Is that the is that the plot? Zach's the governor of Sunnydale
2: or something? He is the governor of California. Or California. And- He's the governor of <laughs> he's been closing down the low-income schools. So his idea to make up for that is to integrate the low-income kids with the you know the richer schools so that they can get a better education. And then that's where the plot comes in. The the lower income kids seem to be the people that are skeptics of Saved by the Bell in general because they keep pointing out the cheesiness of the school and the the show. So yeah.
1: Yeah, it seems like it's tongue-in-cheek a little bit. It's like self-referential and it's kind of, you know, it's kind of like, um, which was really well done, I thought. The um, the Cobra Kai. Did you guys watch that? I uh, did not. You... If it's
2: even a fraction as good as Cobra Kai is, I will take it.
1: It's not going to be. But I think they're going for that vibe where it's like, it's probably a, a teen kid's drama or teen kid's show, whatever, melodrama. But it's going to also be uh, self-referential and like kind of parodying uh, like those types of shows that because it's the audience is not probably not kids like how fuller house is like they did a little bit of that but it's mostly they're just making a show for a new generation of kids but this is i think gonna be it seems more like it's made for us who grew up with that and want to see you know some reference stuff some nostalgia and also we can joke about it because obviously that was a really weird period and and that type of programming was kind of silly and we laugh at it now
2: the thing with full um well, Full House, I thought, did a good job of bringing in adult humor for us. But, um, like, Girl Meets World didn't even try to aim for the older generation. That you know, I was
1: just going to say that. I was just going to say that. They just yeah, they missed for... the mark. Yeah. I mean, maybe but, they didn't. They were probably just going for, you know, 14-year-olds, and that's fine. But
2: I'm yeah, I'm concerned that Saved by the Bell is going to try too hard to hit our generation than they should. But uh, yeah. we'll see. Cobra Kai, the show that never should have worked. That show should have no. been horrible. It's never have worked. It didn't make any sense. But those guys really, really did something special. Absolutely. It,
1: I heard about it like back when it was a YouTube Red show. And I was like, that's funny. That's funny. But it's there's no, like I, I avoided it because I was like, it's not going to be good. It's, uh, you know, it's, it sounds silly. And finally, when it came to Netflix, I was like, well, now it's easier to access. I don't have to pay any extra to see it. I'll check it out. And like one episode in, I was like, Oh, I see what they're doing. This is amazing. And it was very good. Second season was good. I'm looking forward to the third season. Like they did, they hit, they hit all the marks they needed to hit. And it was like, it seemed like it was going to be incredibly, uh, difficult to make that work. And they killed it. I thought.
2: Hi, Tina. Thank you so much. Um, Hi, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, Just the whole whole premise. We're big fans of the show. And I I watched it when it was on YouTube Red. I got the free trial and I watched it. I'm like, this show is really good. Am I the only one who thinks that? Because, again, in my mind, I'm like, am I sure a Karate Kid show is working? And then the the end of the year, I hear that it was the best reviewed show of that year. I'm like, holy shit. Everybody else seems to feel exactly how I felt watching this show. And then when it went to Netflix, I'm like, yes, finally, more people are going to finally see this gym that's been hidden for two yeah. years because nobody wants to sign up for crappy YouTube Red that only has one show that anybody wants to watch.
0: Is is that still a thing, YouTube yeah.
1: Red? It is. But like, yeah. it's.
2: I think it's tied in with like, I, if you
1: subscribe, then I think you can watch regular YouTube videos without ads. I think is that right?
2: Yeah, and then um, yeah, and they got some like special, and I think it kind of ties into their YouTube TV as well. I don't know; it's complicated. YouTube's services. Yeah. It's
1: definitely too complicated. And, and, like, Netflix is easy. You know, as soon as it came to Netflix, suddenly everyone was talking about this show that's two, three mm-hmm. years old or whatever, two years old.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Tina says, nice to see Michael. Hello, Michael. Hey, Tina. Hi, Tina. But, um, no, I agree. So, um, I guess in back to our podcasting conversation see on our podcast we go everywhere we we let's do it man Uh, yeah we just like to explore all aspects i wish you could have met the other guys because i i set this up because i figured you know the first all the guys are going to be available and michael can meet them all but you know they all had something come up at the last you're gonna
1: have to have me back then
2: dan just there you go
1: I'm not gonna, I, I'm just spoiler alert I'm gonna be a big hit with your fans. they're gonna love me they're gonna demand I come back so yeah.
2: I think they're just confused because there's actually three people on the screen there's never yeah that's people. right that's it <laughs> We that's, usually have swearing thing. and yelling about how crap sucks for max and me defending it because I tend to like most everything
0: and Dan and I making bad jokes yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but anyway, back to the podcast conversation. Yeah, yeah. no, I uh Wonder does some really good things. Um I don't know if they're the ones who produced the Bill Cosby show or not, but there was a oh, Chasing I Cosby. Chasing Cosby that was really good. It was I, really I, good, yeah. Last year, kind of goes through the trial and the past and you know kind of what happened leading up to him finally you know going to jail and I, that was fascinating.
1: And yeah, if, was- if you had any kind of doubt about Cosby or whether oh maybe he didn't do it and people are just saying it i mean if you listen to that it will eliminate that completely like it's you know he was guilty and he's in jail now and he deserves to be there in my opinion and in reality
2: <laughs> yeah it is not okay to slip uh, ladies medication
0: medication i like how you you tactfully put that there it's not <laughs> yeah uh, you know when it comes to to me too i I also really do enjoy a good wrestling podcast as well uh, so there's several out there um the lapsed fan podcast is is great um those guys do a, when they when they do like an investigative um series of episodes there's there's no wrestling podcast that's better they dig up everything that's published it It's called the lapsed fan wrestling podcast elapsed. Yeah, lapsed. E? L L A L A P S E. What's that yeah, a reference lapsed.
1: to? Lapsed.
0: Um, they talk about how wrestling was better when they were uh, kids, so like in the '90s and that, as opposed to the, the current product. era. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, they they do some some great uh, investigative uh, uh, work. Uh, I I also too, even though I get heat for this, uh, I do like Jim Cornette's drive through. His podcasts are great, even though he is very much polarizing and uh, and and whatnot. But I mean, I still enjoy it. I take it with a grain of salt, just like you know anybody else that gives an opinion. You know, on any podcast, you go, okay, that's a good, interesting point. You know, at least for me, I'm not my I'm strong enough in my convictions. I'm not going to go. Well, you know what? I'm going to change my mind. So you yeah. know, you take it with a grain of salt. I think with with anybody. That totally. uh, presents an opinion. Yeah. And so, uh, so, yeah, those are mine.
2: I used to listen to Rush Limbaugh until you made my chest hurt a lot. What? But, what Did he punch you? No. <laughs> Some of his opinions upset me. I, I, I listened to it, John, because I'm one of those people that I like to be informed. And um, not that everything he says is truthful, but, I, you know, you always want to hear both sides, kind of hear what the people are saying or whatever. That's why. Okay. So, Back when I was younger, I was really into political stuff. So I would listen to him, I'd listen to Stern, I'd listen to you know uh, other people, but I'd listen to Six Ten a lot just because I like been, radio.
1: Do you guys have anything interesting going on in your political landscape right now? I haven't been uh, keeping t- in touch with it. With America political, yeah, landscape? anything going on? Uh, we got an election going on, which people... Oh, an election. No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. Of course, the whole world knows what's going on. They're, they're on <laughs> they're, everyone's on the heels of their feet, just wondering what's going to happen. Um, so good luck, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know, funny you mentioned that, Michael, right before
0: <laughs> right before uh, we went on the air, I was checking my email. And, you know, I think this is the one thing that I do love about podcasting is that you meet so many Interesting people, you become friendly with them and whatnot. Um, I had um, a, a a couple from England on my podcast in I want to say either late May, early June to talk about some of their projects. They're they're artists and they have uh, an art studio and they have a bunch of different comic books that they're doing and whatnot. And they actually emailed me, uh, and and they have over the last couple months, they'll just email to see how I'm doing. Hey, how's it going? Is everything still going well with the podcast? And they actually just just emailed me and they were like, Hey, we just want to check in see how you're doing. Good luck this Tuesday. I'm like, yeah,
1: thanks. (laughs) Thanks. We'll try. Oh, I just made this connection, but you guys are in Ohio. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah. We work with a guy, I think in Ohio and, uh, with a podcast, a podcast called history defeats itself. I think he's out there in Ohio. Uh, I could be wrong, but, uh, we, we were working with him a lot. And, um, yeah, he's basically saying like, let's see what happens Tuesday, uh, and uh, you know, if uh, doesn't, uh, if it doesn't go my way, then uh, do you have spot on space on your couch? Um, <laughs> so he's we have- looking to move to Canada. Yeah,
2: we have two guys on the street. One's Biden. One's Trump. And each one of them gets a bigger sign. So then the other guy gets a bigger sign, and then the other guy gets a bigger sign, and then the other guy gets a bigger sign.
1: But on like top who's of who's going to see, like someone's driving down the street and is like, "I don't know who to vote for, but that guy's sign is bigger, so I guess I'm a Trump guy now."
2: The Biden <laughs> guy, um, he uh, ended up making his own signs now. So he's got this big tarp that he puts in his front yard, and it's got his Trump facts on there. It's not. Happy Trump facts for anybody that's listening to us that's a Trump fan, you won't like his signs. But uh I I I love their little quirks. Wait a minute. So it's like in Clark's where they have the giant banner on yeah, sure you were exactly open. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah well, um, I assure you he's racist. Is that what the sign says?
2: <laughs> there was one of those. There was one that said, uh two hundred thousand people dead isn't a lot. Question mark. Or, you know, stuff like that. Um. Yeah, that I mean.
1: You know, that's a good point. Uh, I'm gonna, you know, I'm not gonna take sides politically, but I'm Canadian. uh, And, and, you know, as the whole world looks on of what happens, as what's happening in your country, uh, I I will say that 250 ish thousand people is a lot to me. It is? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah,
0: absolutely. How, How has COVID been up there for you guys in the last few weeks?
1: Uh, last few weeks, not great. Um, okay. We we're doing especially yeah in Canada we got down pretty low, um, but then second wave, like I, I you know looking at the U.S. is like the you know you're not really seeing like a wave how we're seeing it. It's like kind of steadily high, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe a little bit of a peak, but like we were way down like a like a, you know if you're like a parabola, you know we were like down really close to like you know a couple cases every day or whatever but it's gone way back up, like, around September. And it's worse now than it was, like, in March, uh, March and April. Um, it's So, yeah, it's it's gone back up. I mean, it's nothing, like, you know, in the U.S. Like, you know, it's definitely a lot less here. Uh, I think people are a lot more, I, I think in general, culturally, I think people are maybe taking it more seriously here. Uh, but, you know, um, it still sucks. <laughs> it's like, you know, there were still seeing all these cases and deaths and stuff. Uh, and uh, it's just a terrible, horrible time in the world. So, Ohio, uh,
2: Ohio dropped pretty low for a while, yeah. and then schools open? Schools opening is the one thing that should not have happened, because kids are germ carriers. That's all they do. They meet in a germ bubble, and then they bring them home.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it sucks, and it really sucks, too, because like I have two little nephews, and... My, my parents are, you know, in their late 60s and it's like they want to see their grandchildren and and they do like in a socially distant way now that since they've gone back to school. But it's like but, you know, they want to hug their grandchildren and they can't. And it's the most heartbreaking mm-hmm. thing in the world.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, eventually it's going to get better. I mean, hopefully. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it
2: it (laughs) has to eventually, (laughs) but uh, eventually, (laughs) I mean, dying is tragic, but uh, COVID for me personally has been a treat because I, uh, not not COVID, I shouldn't say COVID has been a treat, but being home has been great because I have been able to focus more on the podcast. I I don't mind being home by myself. I'm a nerd, so I can find ways to entertain myself. It's helped my podcast personally because people are available right now they're willing to talk they want to chat with you
1: yeah i mean yeah you know that's the kind the kind of dialogue i'm like trying to be careful with my words because covid is a nightmare and everyone's living in fear and i hate it and i when i go outside i'm super conscious of it you know and masks and everything uh but there is an element of like I'm getting a ton of work done, (laughs) you know, I'm just like, uh, you know, I'm at home, there's no commitments and I'm just really able to like, just hunker down and blast through some of this work. Yeah. And 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 you're, you're, you're not the only one, Michael. I
0: mean, uh, you know, throughout this whole entire thing, you know, uh, creative types have said that to me on my podcast, they've said, yeah, you know, while, while it sucks, while it's horrible, while it's absolutely, you know, appalling what is happening the silver lining is that when you're at home, you, you, you know, everybody I've talked to is more productive, that they get their work done. They're getting their their things out there, you know. So there is a silver lining, albeit, even though we have to go through all the other horrible things first. Yeah. There is that silver is, lining.
1: Yeah. And it is important to, I mean, we're not trying to say, oh, there's anyone who like has the take of like, oh, this is great. I love quarantine because now I get to work. You know that's that's a bad take in my opinion. But to find those silver linings and those little positive things in all this nightmare, I yeah. think is really the right way to look at it. Yeah, yeah. how Michael yeah. said.
2: It. That's how I meant to say. It.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I know I, I wasn't. I, just to be clear, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't trying to like call you out. I was saying like I'm agreeing with you, but I'm just trying to be careful with my words because I don't want to like come off like I love the I love this lockdown. There are millions of people that are dead. It's not fun to uh, think of it. Right yeah. Way.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, Michael, <laughs> as we're getting close to the time limit here, where can folks
1: find out about the Sonar Network and all the great shows that are on the network? Oh yeah, go to the sonarnetwork.com. com. That's uh, the Sonar Network, just all one word dot com. Uh, there's lots of great shows there. You know, like I said, you know, they're all they're most by and large are comedic in some way or at least have a an have a certain levity to them but there's a little bit of everything for anyone depending on what you're looking for uh, we probably have uh something for you so it's worth checking out we got tons of great shows uh yeah okay what kind of shows How about do you guys like what's your favorite show
2: tv show or podcast podcast sorry what's your favorite type of podcast um i tend to be nerdy nerdy or true crime uh right. i'm going uh i'm going
1: wrestling great cool so,
0: yeah um yeah do you have any social media for the uh, Sonar Network as well to plug?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, at the Sonar Network, uh, everywhere, um, Instagram, Twitter, uh, and uh, Facebook. Uh, yeah, go there and uh, like some stuff, you know? <laughs> just do, give us a little like. Well, it doesn't cost you anything. Just it clicking got, a button, man. Yeah, just click like. a button.
2: Hit like yeah. on the video, too. Send them yeah.
1: all yeah. Like here, like here, like three geeks. Just like stuff. Share the love, man. The world's on fire. We just we just mm. want to get that, that that rush of endorphins of someone liked your post. Like, how good does that feel? You can do that to us. You can give us that
2: feeling. Speaking of the world being on fire, on Tuesday, Americans are gonna throw gasoline on that fire, and you need something to counter program what is happening in this world, and that will happen on the three geeks podcast. We are gonna lean as nerdy as we possibly can. We're going to do a uh, Election Day special. We've got the HNIC podcast joining us, and it's going to be a lot of fun to chat with them. And just, again, we're going to lean for the geek. I I'll be tuning in. I can't say we won't get 100. I can't say 100% we won't get political, but I promise it won't be more than 0.001%.
1: That's great yeah i'll be tuning in I, i'm gonna nip, definitely need some distraction uh and i think this is gonna be the literally the only place i can get it so that's
2: where i'm gonna be <laughs> you should join awesome. us after you should join us for the election day special i think there's yeah. three so far but um anyway thank you guys all for tuning in thank you michael for joining us check out the sonar network check out three geeks.ninja lots of cool stuff happening there you can find three geek stuff you can find matt talk and you can find the pvd cast right there john promote yourself real quick
0: yeah uh you can check out my podcast the pvd cast it's available over at uh pvdcast.com the online home of yours truly or wherever you find great podcasts like you know spotify or stitcher radio etc etc just search for pvd cast um of course every monday at eight o'clock the live broadcast through the facebook page of the pvd cast um I enjoy doing it. I interact with folks in the comments section. You can listen to the uh, the week's current I- uh, uh, installment and uh, just simply go to at PVDCast on Facebook. And uh, don't forget, as we've talked about at the beginning of the show, Matt Talk, we got that going on as well. At Matt Talk Podcast is where you can find us on Facebook, listen through uh, any of those major outlets, or
2: go over to Anchor, anchor.fm slash Matt Talk. And check out the interview we did with um, Linda, Linda Pearl. On Matt yeah. It's also on the PVD Cast Facebook page and on the 3Geeks Facebook page. Linda Pearl was an absolute treat and delight. Love talking to her. If anybody out there knows how to get in touch with Keen Holiday, please hit me up at linnmatt.com <laughs> at gmail.com. I would love to talk to you because he is the one I am trying to get in touch with For he doesn't have anything. He doesn't
0: have, I I know, but I still just find it funny that like you're issuing challenges to the listeners. Bring me keen holidays, contact info now.
2: Just, you know, it sounds very villainous of you. Well, anyway, from all three of us, you guys have a great day. Recycle your jewelry.